You are listening to the Shit You Can't Make Up podcast, a conversation with friends, hosted by Marisol Sanchez. Hey folks, this is the producer guy, Sean. As many of you know, Marisol is out of the country, Paris to be exact. So she asked me if I would guest host one of her podcasts. And after a little reluctance, I said, sure. So don't turn it off now. Marisol will be back next week. But in the meantime, I do my best to make you and Marisol proud. Oh, and I almost forgot. There is explicit language. Enjoy. I'm going to start this off the way Marisol would start this off. Oh, hey. That's what she always says. Oh, hey. So this is kind of uh, serendipitous. Is that the right word? Serendipitous. Serendipity. Duda. Uh, Because... Um, I'm guest hosting for Marisol's uh, Shit You Can't Make Up podcast. And ironically, Marisol and I uh, did together episode 37, and it was called Take Two because we had recorded this whole podcast uh, through Skype, and then we realized that we only recorded one side of the conversation, so we had to really do the whole podcast podcast all over again. So this is kind of how, how this is serendipitous and how it all pulls together is because I referenced a friend of mine in that episode, Hello, which is my friend. guest here today. And and we've had this conversation before for a podcast that didn't quite quality-wise turn out because we did it at a coffee bar and you could hear the freaking orchestra music in the background. The microphones Blanking. weren't quite working. So we're kind of going to do... so. It's And it's, my mic was slipping off. And your mic was slipping <laughs> off. So it's kind of like take two of take two. Of a podcast of which you were referenced in a podcast. Yes, I was referenced. Think about think about that for a minute. All right, don't go don't go deep on that for me. All right, so uh, I'm Sean, but Kim, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kimberly Erdley. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the best introduction ever. So I am the mother of two amazing children, um, director of a nonprofit organization here locally, and I'm a pretty kick-ass person. You know, I was thinking about that. I was thinking, you know, how do people introduce themselves? And you, what, what was the first thing you said? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. And I thought, man, that's the way everybody needs to introduce <laughs> themselves, right? Yes. Instead of saying, oh, I'm Sean, I work at this, and I have children, and blah, blah, blah. I should just say, you know what? I'm Sean. And you're fucking pissing me off right now. <laughs> or I'm wonderful. Exactly. Or I'm awesome. <laughs> or yeah, I'm awesome. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not how I'm feeling. What I am, which is awesome. <laughs> yes. All right. So I had this idea of doing a podcast, not just filling in here, but a, a, a full series podcast of interviewing my friends, acquaintances, strangers, random people about what makes them happy. And it all kind of came about because... I do a podcast with my son, which, you know, we have four listeners and you're one of them. Yes, I'm an Thank avid you for listener. Listening. <laughs> but we had one about birthdays because my son and my birthday fall in the same month within a week and a half of each other. And I kind of got deep on this podcast with him and I didn't mean to, but it was all in my head about how, what a shitty birthday I had. First of all, by the way, we're going to curse during this, right? Oh, yes, please. Yeah. All right. We're going to curse. So what a shitty birthday I had and how I felt, you know, I kind of got in my head again and about was thinking, you know, you only have X amount of birthdays in your lifetime. I mean, you're lucky if you get above 50, 60, maybe 70. And why isn't that day like the most spectacular day of the year? And it's usually not because everyone else's life has to go on and, you know, the height of expectations. But it kind of got me deep into thinking, all right, Sean, 
what does make you happy and what is happiness? So I had this idea to talk with friends, neighbors, acquaintances, random people on the streets, maybe even you, this listener, about what makes you happy and is happiness sustainable. And I thought I would call it dissecting happiness because we're not pursuing happiness. No. This isn't the freaking constitution where it's life, liberty, and the (laughs) pursuit of happiness. I want to dissect it down to like, what is happiness and why isn't it sustainable? So that's a little deep, right? That is very deep. And by the way, my birthday sucked after you said your birthday sucked, so thanks for that. And then I forgot my mom's birthday, so I'm batting a thousand right now. So let me tell you a short story. talking about batting a thousand and really making everybody's, you know, I talked about how I wanted my birthday to be wonderful. This is what I did for my mom's birthday. Thank God for Facebook. So I, and there's like zero chance she's going to listen to this. I hope to God. (laughs) So one birthday, a couple birthdays ago, I woke up, checked my Facebook feed. I'm like, shit, it's my mom's birthday today. Mm-hmm. So I went on Amazon, ordered a bunch of stuff, and totally blamed Amazon for the fact that her gifts oh, were going to be late. Oh, that is so bad. That's such a weasel move, yes, right? Yes, it is, really. <laughs> I've always been did bad Did she with buy these. it? I, I don't. She said she did, but she probably didn't because she's a smart woman. Yeah. Well, I had come home after shopping all day. My mother was sitting there waiting on me. And I told her all about the wonderful shopping day Kinley and I had had and the dinner we had had out. And she's sitting there going, I'm starving. I wish you had told me you were going out to dinner. And it didn't dawn on me until she said, oh, well, Jack called me for my birthday today. I was like, you want to talk about feeling bad? Oh, yeah. I had to pay for that. Lots of guilt trips. It was terrible. Terrible. Two inches tall at that moment. Yep. Oh, that's pretty harsh. That's pretty harsh. Yeah. Um, I'm bad with dates. I remember my birthday, my wife's birthday, my daughter, my son, and pretty much that's it. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I I never got my anniversary right. I would forget Carl's birthday. I'm really terrible. I am. I'm the off. I'm really bad at dates. I'm almost as bad with dates as I am with names of people that I don't hang out with. Like, oh, yeah, how you doing? I'm like, I have no idea who this person's name is. All right, so let's talk about happiness. Um, And, you know, and I don't mean, I have a definition of happiness here. I don't know if you remember this. I read this to you before. I'm going to pretend not to. I have it etched in my brain after you screwed up my birthday. Uh, Happiness is a blurred emotion. It can mean different things to many people. Um, As part of a psychologist's quest is to identify all the distinctive applications of the word. Most of us will agree that happiness is an emotional state of well-being defined by positive feelings ranging from contentment to intense joy. So my first question to you is, is happiness sustainable? No. I do not believe so. That's why it's pursuing happiness. Exactly. (laughs) No, we're not pursuing happiness. Um, No, I don't think it's sustainable. I think you have to work to be happy. I said that. I definitely believe that. So, no, when I say sustainable, what I mean is, is you know, does happiness, like, does happiness last, like, 30 minutes, 20 minutes? I'm like, have you had a day where you're completely happy? Is that possible? Hmm. Well, I would say I'd have a day where I'm completely content, but not yeah, but that, exuberant okay. joy. But is, Okay, is happiness content or exuberant joy or all the above? Well, it's all the above. So, yeah, it's a spectrum. So you go from content so daily you're fairly content to other things that give you extreme joy and happiness oh 
extreme joy. Can't say happiness. <laughs> so, so have, have you had a day recently where you've been happy or content all day? <laughs> For the most part, I would say yes. I mean, there's frustrations in everybody's day, right? So. Are you one of those people that pretends to be happy all day? Because I'm calling that out. That's bullshit. I do not know. You, you and I know people who are like, oh, everything's oh. rosy and cheery. And well, I'm like, that's bull. Okay. Yeah, you could call me out on that. Because, yeah, there's no way. I'm not like that. But contentment. Also, I'm going to go back to baseline. Can we call contentment baseline? That's so, like, okay, from like, if happiness is 1 to 10, contentness is like 0.5? Yeah, or, there you or go. Is, is 1, I mean? There you go. So we'll call that a 1. Okay. So I average a 1. I would say for most days, I'm content. Now, there are days where I'm very frustrated or the cat pooed on the carpet or <laughs> those kind of things where I'm like, why do I have cats? And why do I have dogs? And why the hell do I have kids? <laughs> so I'm picturing a numerical scale of like happiness starting at one and extreme overriding joy, you like exuberant at 10 mm-hmm. and cat poop being at like <laughs> minus four on the scale. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. <laughs> But exuberance is harder for me. So I wouldn't say that I attain exuberance often. So let's, let's before we talk about like what makes us happy now, although I will just say, this, I just had this fleeting thought. We should let our listeners know that we are drinking a little bit, right? Just yes, a little bit. Just a little bit. So there's nothing that makes me happier in the moment when you can get a good curse word rant off at the appropriate time. And it's almost like that release of anger and frustration can make you happy. Yes. But it's really short. But it's such an extreme satisfaction. Right? Like yes. I had I had a, such a crappy week last week work-wise. And there was a couple moments when I was venting to my wife about it. And I just went in this tirade. And in that tirade, I kind of felt happy. But then when I was done, I was thinking about it all over again. I was miserable again. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but there is like some kind of study. I'm telling you about curse words, actually, or swear words making you feel better. And what is the best swear word to make you feel better? It's, it's motherfucker, fuck. right? Yes, well, <laughs> it's a exactly. <laughs> There's no better word because it fits everything. Right. It can be a verb. It can be an adjective. It can be a noun. <laughs> all right. Person, place, or thing. Yes. All right. So before we learned all those curse words, before we learned the adult version of happiness, which is apparently curse words. Let's talk about childhood. Now, I only bring this up because we already mentioned that this is kind of like take two of it. And there's something that really stuck out about that interview is I need you to explain to all of our listeners about what it's like to be happy in your childhood and how that involves a chicken and a roller skate. (laughs) So, So I grew up. Out off Glades, well, I grew up in the woods, let's say. My parents had seven in acres. Florida. In Florida, yes. And we had acres and we had cows and horses and motorcycles and four-wheelers and chickens and rabbits and geese, oh my. Um, <laughs> and what made me happy, and these were my fondest memories, was horseback riding, um, riding the four-wheeler and playing with my animals. So my pigs were pets and my cows were pets like my brother rode his cow and we had a 600 pound sow that used to open the sliding glass door and walk into the house but i had this one chick i'm totally what's that wait 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 i'm totally getting i gotta interrupt here what's that what's that show where 
uh, Green Acres. I'm totally picturing Green Acres, that TV show. It was a little bit nicer than Green Acres. <laughs> well, because I was in 4-H, so I showed hogs and I showed steer. And then I barrel raced horses. So they became my pets. And one of my favorite things to do was I used to... We had groves that lived past us, so I would race the grove trucks with the workers in them at the end of the day with my horse, and I would open up the horse wide up against the grove trucks as they were leaving, and they would yell us on. So I would do that. It was cool. It was very cool. Yes. You have a dog named Lassie by chance, did you? I did not have a Lassie. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I had Labrador Retrievers. Yeah. Um, but my, like I said, the animals all kind of roamed up close to the house. So we had lots of pasture, but because they were all so tame and really more like pets, I had a Brahma cow that would walk up to the house. I have a really funny story about a Brahma cow, too. So did they ever, I mean, did you ever use them for like meat? Yeah. So they'd run up and like, oh, so oh we had, that's the house that kills us. <laughs> we didn't kill them at the house. <laughs> <laughs> we had a shed with a butcher shop in it. So Did they ever roam up to the shed? No. no. <laughs> but there was only some that we raised for butchering. So when you show hogs, you don't butcher them as yourself. You auction them off. And then people take buy them like Sonny's Barbecue or Dale's Barbecue, and they butcher it and then sell it to people. Awesome. Yes. So you know the meat has to come from somewhere, right, Sean? Oh, yeah, Sean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I clearly know that. Okay. So, so uh, but that doesn't explain the roller skating chicken. No, it doesn't. Wait, so, well, this was the 70s, right? It was the 70s, and so, yes. Roller skating was the big thing. It was. And everybody roller skated. And my Including chicken roller skated. <laughs> <laughs> so when you live out there, you have very few friends, so you entertain yourself. And all of my animals could do special tricks. Did you ever take them to the roller skating rink? Of course I did. Play take some BGs and let them go? <laughs> no. <laughs> and just to clarify, you didn't make little roller skates for his legs, right? No. Okay. We put him in one of my roller skates. So we put him in one of my roller skates, and we pushed him, and then with his wings, he would flap his way across the patio. <laughs> do you think he enjoyed roller skating? I hope he did. Do you think he was happy in that moment? <laughs> I hope he was. He didn't get a little he goggles for him. He came back for, for more. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, chickens aren't so smart. So. <laughs> well, I don't know. This one may be a genius. So so did you make a little scarf? And like a little no, I didn't helmet? go that far. No. Uh-uh. But but we say all that. First of all, I'm just curious because you lived on a farm. Where did he roller skate? Like in the driveway? No, we had pad. We had concrete slabs in different areas, like where you wash the horses down, or in the back we had a huge patio area. So he would come up under the patio. I carried my animals around too, so this chicken would just like hang out under my arm and walk with me. So he'd come up to the He's like, patio. Nope, I don't think today I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, because I'm roller skating. <laughs> so. So we would just carry him up there, put him in the roller skate, let him go around the patio. And it was funny. It was hilarious to watch. And, and it was back before you had, you know, America's Funniest Videos or any of that stuff. So it never caught it on tape. Otherwise, you'd be a millionaire, right? Right. Millions of YouTube hits with the roller you. skate. I'm gonna... Well, that and the 600-pound hog that used to open the sliding glass door and come in and wake me up. That was pretty awesome. That would be that would be like did he knock down everything along its way? Six hundred pounds. No, I but you could definitely hear it coming down because we had hardwood floors. <laughs> and nobody was alarmed by that. Well, no, not in my house. Not not at the time. I was a. I grew up a bit strange. Yeah, I don't want to pass judgment, but yeah, I'm gonna maybe agree with that. Yeah. I grew up in Indianapolis in a city. We didn't have. Oh no 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 no. 
I was like fifth, I'm fifth generation country girl, South Florida country girl. And my ancestors all came from Georgia and yeah, so I wait, wait, if you if you listen quietly, shh, everybody listen. <laughs> I can hear the banjos playing. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> so so at those moments though, when you were young, playing with your chicken. That's not a and euphemism. My cows and my horses. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> when you're roller skating with the chicken, at that moment, like when you think back about that time, is that a happy time? That was a very happy time. Yes. And is there anything that, to, in today's world, like not today's world, in, in your world today, that competes with that happiness? Mm, of course, seeing my you know son happy, or seeing my daughter happy, or right now I'm fortunate enough to have kittens that are bopping around my living room so there's nothing better than a kitten come on so but when you watch a kitten right bopping around right yeah and you know and i you know we've all watched kitten videos we were all like oh that's so funny i have cats yes but at some point you're like the fucker's gonna bite me the fucker's oh, he already gonna has. shit on the floor you didn't see my legs yeah yeah, yeah they've been so, using my legs as scratching posts so at that point i'm imagining you're not like oh he's so cute no. you're like i wonder if i kick him how far he'd go yeah but so those that's mo- Jack thinks like that. No. But, <laughs> but those, but that's that's my point. The happiness is fleeting, is there and gone, right? And it's almost like anticipation of, hey, it's so cute now, but it's gonna be a cat, and I gotta change the litter. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So how do you capture and maintain that happiness? I don't think you do. That's bullshit. Why not? <laughs> I don't think it's possible. I think that you have to, and I said this last time. So, I think that you have to experience. You can stop all saying of, we said this last time because nobody, nobody heard cares. it last time. Nobody cares. <laughs> so, I think that you have to experience the frustrations and other emotions to appreciate happiness or even feel it. That's just my personal opinion. So, besides this podcast, right at this moment, which is clearly on a scale of one to ten on your happiness scale, at least a seven. I'm smiling. Uh, what what in the last day or two, you know, goes beyond just being content? Because content to me, that's like, you know, you know, rolling out of bed and you're still alive, and you got you know, and you can you got purpose. I hope you that registers at least a one. Okay. This doers makes me happy. <laughs> Happiness so in a bottle. A new marketing campaign. Um. It's going to sound so corny, it's so cliche. The closest that came to pure joy was watching my son when he saw me for the first time after two weeks run across the parking lot and tackle me down and jump and roll all over me. So He rolled all over you? He did. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> like physically rolled yes. all, Like you were down on the ground well, and Well, I should say I was still in the car. He didn't even let me out of the car. Aww. So, yes. But that's like the closest I would say is absolute sheer joy. But it's fleeting because as soon as he was done with that, he was like, so can we go swimming now? Can we go get pizza? Can we go get this? Can we go get that? <laughs> so, okay. So that's maybe my my thought or point or something. I, you know, I don't think I'm an unhappy person by any means. But I don't think I'm a happy person. I, I think you can be. I, I think you can be non-happy without being sad. You can just be 0.5 on your one through ten scale, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I I I say all this, and I want to explore this topic not because I don't want people to think, "Gosh, that host is really depressed or right? a sad person," because I don't think I am. I just don't understand and want to try to get to the point where, you know, why can't we on a one to to use your scale, one to ten on happiness, one being content, ten being 
you know, over the top joyous, why can't we live our lives at a three or four all the time? Why does it have to be fleeting? Because life gets in the way. Yeah, but that sucks. It does suck. <laughs> but you got to make money to pay rent, to take care of those damn kids, to take care of those damn kittens and pay the bills. And Do you think we're just programmed like as humans? Because what you just said is all responsibility, right? <laughs> I mean, just saying, paying rent, taking care of shit. <laughs> are we just programmed to think that responsibility, you can't be happy with responsibility? Um. Like, it's not Maybe. like when we're young, we're like, man, I cannot Too wait much. to have a mortgage and right? credit cards and kids. It's not what I was thinking. No. I was thinking I was going to become like this high-powered CEO woman that was going to kick ass and you take names. You are the CEO and, of an organization. Yeah, but I was thinking like, you know, bringing in, you know, big business cutthroat deal type CEO. And you think that would make you happy? I think it would have. I have a little bit of a aggressive side to me that What's maybe that? sometimes I have to exercise. What's that main character in uh, Wall Street? Uh, Gordon oh, Gecko. Gordon, you got a little yeah. Gordon Gecko? Yeah, on you? a little bit. <laughs> I like the. You're like, who can I make cry today? <laughs> exactly. I kind of like the thrill of the the thrill of the deal. Watching crushing other people sometimes. So, and there's no crushing people in nonprofits. So, when you're sad, the opposite. Yes. And we've all been sad, right? I well, mean, can I ask you what makes you happy? I'm curious. No, this is my my oh, podcast. Come on. No, no, you know, I don't know. Uh, let's see what makes me happy. A good song. Yes. It's, it's funny, you know, I love music. I think you know I, I love music. I mean, I listen to music at least probably three hours a day, mostly during the work day, just to shut people out. Agreed. <laughs> but uh, at least, and I love finding new music, but I really like the comfort of songs that I know. But even then, I'm like, like two minutes in, I'm like, yeah, I know the rest of it. Time to switch to another song. <laughs> yes. Uh, so music, um, uh, I like being alone. Like, I, I think I'm most, not happy, but content. On your scale of 1 to 10, I think the 1, the 2 comes easily when I'm alone. I'm definitely not a, a crowd person. Like, But you mean alone, alone, like completely alone or like alone with your family? No, I mean alone, alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I, I like the, the 1 or 2 hours a night, you know, when everyone's in bed because I don't sleep, I go to bed very early. I like I like that time to myself. I can think about whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. I can go watch kitten videos if I want. I can do whatever I want. Isn't it nice, too? Because it's like absolute silence in the house at that time, too. It's it, perfect. I do like podcasting, too. Yes. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not always, there's some podcasts I'm like, ugh, at least I got it done kind of thing. But I like the idea of not just the podcast that I work on or, you know, I I help with this other one. I like the idea that they exist. I like the idea that anybody can get their thoughts out and it can reach any audience. I think I don't know if that I don't know if that makes me happy, but I, I really I think that's kind of cool. I think that's cool too. Okay, so because so, you said something the other day that um, I thought was kind of funny, you said something about you thought relationships were going to be like uh, Mad About You, the TV show. Oh yeah, and then because what you and said thought, was. What you said was you thought it was going to be like where you guys hung out together and you sat on the couch and watched magazines together, those type of things. Oh, yeah. It's, I totally thought, oh, there's no way I'm going to have a marriage. It's like my parents where, you know, one parent is upstairs watching TV, the other is down, and, you know, the kids were in the middle somewhere. I don't, I don't live in a two-story house because we live in Florida. <laughs> <Right>. but, <laughs> and I thought it would be more like Mad About You, right? Right. I just thought, but it's not. 
It is not. The reality is it's not. But that's what I'm getting at. So sometimes you wanted that, obviously, but that's really not what would have made you happy anyway, because you want your time alone, right? Because I know when my husband was alive, I wanted my time alone. There was nothing better than me going in my room where it was nice and cool and quiet and dark and watching whatever I wanted on TV or reading what book I wanted to read and not being disturbed. No, it's funny you say that because while I like to be alone, like when everybody's up, I want to be. I don't want to be alone. <laughs> like, oh. like, like on the other day, my wife was watching. I don't know. She binge watches all these crazy, terrible TV shows. I'm just gonna say it. And I have like zero. We're just hoping Jackie's not gonna I listen. I just have zero interest in them. And uh, I always walk into her. I'm like, I'm bored. I'm bored. Because <laughs> it's you know it's like the middle of the day. I don't want to like. Sit and watch so, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think while that while everyone's up and doing something, I think you know that's the time when I want to converse. But that's the time when she wants to zero in and just zone out and relax. Oh, so you guys have your yeah, your you rhythms, know, yeah, up. different rhythms. Yeah. But uh, but uh, no, I think sadness and not sadness, being melancholy is an easier emotion to grab for me than being happy. Really, like I can be melancholy and a drop of a. I and I, I, I could play a couple of songs that get me in that mood right away. In most songs, for example, because I like music so much and, and work on music, most songs that I like, that I'm drawn to, are totally like sad, melancholy songs. Mm. Like happy songs almost irritate me. I'm like, it's just too cheesy. It's just not real to me. So there has, to, there has to be strife in order for it to be interesting to me. That is very... Deep. So you actually prefer because you're. Wait, wait. Are we flipping roles here? <laughs> well, I'm actually Let's see very what's happening. interested. Wax so, on, wax off, grasshopper. <laughs> so melancholy is kind of your default. Melancholy. Oh, totally, totally. Interesting, because Kinley says that she enjoys when she becomes into that mode too. Kinley, and your daughter. Kinley is my daughter. So we've had this conversation where she enjoys evoking that emotion herself. She does it in her art. In her music, the same. I, I, I've written music. I was going to say crappy music, and it, that's pretty fair, accurate description. I've yet to write. I actually wrote a song about happiness. Like, it's, it's like this weird voice happiness, but it's written in a minor key. Like, after I wrote it, I was like, this is even a happy song. Like, <laughs> it's in a minor key. <laughs> it's a default. I can't even make myself do it. Oh, I'm so very happy. <laughs> Happiness sucks. <laughs> Not that bad, but that's funny. So melancholy makes you happy, though, in a way. I don't know if it, yeah, I don't know if it makes me happy, but it evokes something. So it makes you feel something. Yeah, maybe that's it. That's what it is. Huh? Interesting. I wouldn't say my default is melancholy. No, I, I, my default is definitely more upbeat, happier, joyous. Joyous. I can tell that by your laughter. You got a great laugh. Oh, thank you. I say I actually have seen that now that I laugh. People have told me that I laugh with my whole body. I saw that on film. They're so true. My whole body laughs. <laughs> it is true. I don't know. I don't know if I know. And clearly, the listeners aren't going to notice. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's your whole body, but it's a it's a deep laugh. It's it's pretty contagious. I'm not gonna lie. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So no, I don't enjoy melancholy. So my music, I actually choose to fit the mood I'm in, but I don't choose happy. 
happy music. But like if I'm going through a breakup or I'm going through a tough time, then I choose the music that would speak to me for the mood I currently have, not evoking a mood I want to have. So let me ask you, like when when you think of who's who's your like go to happy artist music wise? <laughs> but they're not that happy. <laughs> so Insane um, Clown Posse? No. <laughs> Um, my go-to is always the Foo Fighters, probably. Don't say that, because it's not that really happy. But they do make me happy to listen to most of their music. Right. It makes me happy. some happy, fun songs. Like that song, White Limo. Yeah. That's a fun song. It's almost comical. <laughs> but rap. Um, I like a lot of rap, which is also a very negative in message. But the beat and the catch, you know, the hooks, those make me happy. Because I grew up with a lot of R, so when I moved to Texas, I started listening to a lot of R and B music. I grew so, up on country music. Oh, God well, save me! That's gotta make you sad. Yeah, Almost I stopped suicidal. listening to it as soon as I got to Texas <laughs> and realized there's a whole genre of music that I had never heard before. Called Run D O. Oh, rap. rap. Yeah, hip hop. So, so in times of sadness, though, like sadness, sadness, can you like? Is there is there a thought that you can evoke or a song or something to get you out of it to make you not even a ten on the happiness scale just to get you out of the minus and get you into the oh, this positives? Is so corny, so pink. I love a lot of Pink's anger, angst-ridden songs. They make me feel good. So, you know what you just said, right? Her well, angst-ridden songs make you feel that's good. That's true. You know when I, she's really ripping. You know what I mean? And she's like. A lot of that, it goes back to that aggression. I have a lot of aggression I have to release, I think. Yeah, the I'm Foo just, Fighters. <laughs> I, yeah. So punching people up. makes you feel happy? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> if I had that opportunity, baby. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, you know, I there's think a I'm song gonna... by Pink that really pisses me off. Can I just tell you that? Oh, my God. It's, it's, uh, she rhymes to, I can't remember what it is, but. She says something like, let's all get dancey or something. It's just the, the horrible one. Of the, you know, every time that let's song comes dancey. on, my, my wife loves that song. And every time that song comes on, it irritates the piss out of me because the rhyme is so bad. Um, I can't remember. But, <laughs> and I remember. I don't know that lyric. She like so. makes up a word to rhyme. Let's all oh. get dancey. I don't know. Anyway. Totally digress. Is that the one that Raise Your Cup song? Yes. Yeah, that's not one of my favorites that's of hers. That's one of the worst songs ever. I'm no, so I like her breakup record. songs and oh, the ones so where... Isn't that just total? Okay, so melancholy, angst-ridden songs make you happy? That's true. So I'm really just like contradicting myself. It must be so the doers. Like, I gain happiness in knowing that others are suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's true. <laughs> oh, alone. no. <laughs> Damn, maybe I never thought of it that way. See, this is not something I've ever contemplated. What's a more powerful emotion, sadness or happiness? Mm, Sadness seems to take over so easily. And so I think sadness, yeah, definitely is bigger of a motivator. So like when you, motivator, so like when you think about life, when you think about like what you said, you know, we all grow up, we, you know, we may or may not have families, we may or may not have mortgages, we probably have jobs, we have all this responsibility, you know, within that spectrum of responsibility, it's quick to trigger stress, anger, 
as opposed to, yes, I got my mortgage bill today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm being so responsible. Adulting <laughs> sucks is what we're trying to say. Suck. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, I wish I could do something that's not adults on at least once a day. But when you have kids, that doesn't happen anymore. You know, but even my kids, you know, they're 17 and 20. I mean, I know maybe it's it's probably me, but, but you know, my son has a part-time job and he stresses over the responsibility and you know, I don't think his default. I mean, I think I think your happiest moment is probably in utero. No, <laughs> Before you get out here and realize, "Oh my god, this sucks." That's possible. No, kids are happy. You're always happy as a kid, unless you're in a you know a terribly violent home with you know let's not go there. But right. I would say most childhoods, you know, you have so much because you're untouched by the real world and responsibilities, so it's easier to be happy. So and you're not as complex thinking at that point. You're just thinking about where I can get my next you know sugar fix and. That right? Kind of thing. Shouldn't life always be like that? Right? That's that's the pursuit of this conversation, the dissecting happiness is to figure out what makes people happy and and, and partly so that, you know, the listeners can take the journey, but also so that maybe people can can connect with what makes them happy and kind of figure out what it is cuz it's all different for everybody, right? Yeah, cuz now I'm sitting here I realize I don't know what the hell makes me happy. Well, darn, because you were supposed to tell me. <laughs> Yeah, but I contradicted myself. Apparently, I'm an aggressive person. Yeah, I kind of fear for my life at the end of this podcast. <laughs> Hopefully, if you don't hear from me, listeners. Oh, I wouldn't kill you. Just punch a little bit. That's right, all. I'll no. take a picture. Vis- visual evidence of any uh, happiness <laughs> by Kim. But I've always been a fighter, so my family has told me that. I've always been a fighter, so maybe that's just innate to my personality. Fighting is a happy trigger. I guess so. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Just depends on how you channel that. Well, fighting for a good cause, fighting exactly. for your family, fighting just to get anger out and taking on strangers and joining the MMA. That's a different story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have thought about taking up boxing, but... You should totally do that. Yeah. That's awesome, right? Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I think I think the title of this podcast... I was going to call it Dissecting Happiness. Uh-huh. It's not our podcast, right? So right. it's whatever, whatever Marisol wants to yes. call it. But I think it should be called Adulting Sucks. <laughs> it does suck. <laughs> yes, Adulting Sucks. I, think I that's agree. It. That's it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That so you quick. got some. So, so my idea of figuring out what makes you happy has really led you on a now beginning of your quest <laughs> to figure out what really. I'm spreading discontentment far and wide. Yes, you damn melancholy person. <laughs> I'm the anti candy man. <laughs> awesome. That's great. All right. Anything else you want to add? Um, wait, wait, wait. Okay. So let's having this conversation. Let's yes. introduce yourself again. You're Kim, and you're. Aggressive. <laughs> That's better than I'm a fucking pissed. Thanks a lot. Wonderfully aggressive. <laughs> I'm Kim, and I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> hey, that's a great catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Business cards, I can see it. <laughs> right? Okay, so I'm Kim, wonderful and aggressive, but no, wonderful. 
That's all I'm going to say. And I'm Sean, and I'm content. I'm happy. You're supposed to be fucking awesome. And I am fucking awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and a big thank you to Marisol for allowing me to take over for a week. Miss Marisol, be sure to check out her blog at shityoucantmakeup.com or check in on her on her Instagram account at Marisol Podcast. I'm still Sean the Producer Guy, and you can hear me on my own podcast, Dad Son. All one word. Funny and candid conversations between a father and a son. We'll see you next time.